0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Boxstruck. I am your host, Matt Brady. Follow me anywhere on the internet at SuperGamesBros. Guys, today we are going to be talking about sort of really just Nintendo's E3, although E3 this year itself, I think, had a couple good games outside of Nintendo. Typically, we're really excited for Microsoft and Sony and Nintendo. Sony didn't attend this year. Uh, A lot of the third parties this year were just sort of... Subpar, to say the least. To be honest, Square Enix's press conferences was just about awful. Capcom's was uh, no Resident Evil 4. Um, this E3, I think, will probably be remembered as all the games that we know are in production uh, <laughs> that we didn't see footage of, which was crazy, crazy, crazy to say the least. We did not see Final Fantasy 16, We... Didn't see even from Nintendo, we didn't see Metroid Prime 4. Although we'll get to that uh in a bit. We didn't see Resident Evil 4 from Capcom. We know they're doing a remake of it. Um Yeah, just a lot of just a lot of things that we know are sort of in development that we've even seen in the past that we just didn't we didn't get. We did not get Elder Scrolls. Um, so, uh, kind of interesting, uh, I'll just quickly go over, I guess, sort of the Microsoft conference and talk about it, but today's focus will be Nintendo's, but, um, out of the Microsoft conference, I think there was a lot that I really liked, uh, Starfield to say the least is probably the game I'm most, most excited for, we saw a little bit of Diablo 2 Resurrection, which I'm going to be getting day one. I mean, it could just be the original version of Diablo 2. That was definitely a plus for me. Um, We did not see Elder Scrolls, as I said. Uh, Back for Blood, which is cool. It's kind of like the same people who worked on Left 4 Dead was definitely um, interesting, kind of a newer Left 4 Dead game. So uh, just a couple quick games for there. But now let's go ahead and let's dive into Nintendo's. And I have this broken down here. Just going to be going over... Um, just sort of minute by minute, uh, just kind of everything we saw and what I kind of thought about it. So we start off, and we have a little bit of a teaser. Um, I thought it was kind of funny how it starts off, and it's sort of like this pit, and we're seeing something thrown into it, and it's Ganondorf, which is funny because that's you know what we we know from the Breath of the Wild 2 trailer is is that uh, decayed body of Ganon or or Ganondorf down there in the cave and so everyone's thinking man are we starting with Breath of the Wild 2 we did not sort of Nintendo playing a meme on themselves and starting off with uh, a Smash Brothers trailer a little teaser so we are getting uh, Kazuya um, who is from Tekken he is sort of one of the main uh, sort of villains, I would say, from Tekken. I myself am not as familiar with Tekken, but um, he is being added, so he looks cool. Um, we only have one Fighters Pass character left, which is interesting. And who is that going to be? Uh, I guess is sort of the really interesting thing. I think they've done a really good job with Smash Brothers Ultimate and all of the characters. I mean, we've we're rep- we have representation from just about everywhere. The only sort of Representation. I mean, there's definitely other games, uh, too, that we don't have, but really the only representation we don't really have left from fighting game franchises now that we have Ryu and Ken and Terry Bogart from Final Fight and now Kazuya from Tekken to me would be like you add in Sub-Zero or Scorpion uh from mortal Kombat, and then you've kind of got like the, the big ones i mean obviously there's other fighting games out there that wouldn't have representation soul Calibur and stuff like that but i would say of like the major ones i mean you have street fighter you have tekken you have the king of fighters franchise uh so your snk uh representation there so really, the last one would be like somebody from Mortal Kombat. I think I think they could do it. I actually I actually do think Nintendo could do it and have it be fun. I don't know if you do Scorpion or if you do Sub Zero or, or somebody else. I think Sub Zero makes a little more sense because he can he. I think he would work better in Smash than Scorpion, um, especially since his final move wouldn't be you know really deep dark sort of like you know pulling off his his mask and the skull and catching people on fire. Um, cause you have to make him a little more cartoonish in a way to have him in Smash, but I do think. That I think Sub Zero would work really, really well. Uh, he has the freeze move, and then he just do something where he just freezes everybody. I think that would work well for a final Smash. So um, we are getting anyway Kazuya uh, for Smash. So we only have one character left. Are they going to go with somebody who is a big Nintendo person? I mean, you you have to end with some other Nintendo franchise. I mean, there's not many Nintendo characters that have not been represented in smash at this point i mean almost every franchise now you know we were waiting when brawl was around we're like hey what about little mac he would be perfect for smash well we have him we have characters from arms characters from Splatoon. so a lot of their new franchises there's not really anybody i can think of outside of waluigi who is sort of the the, the one everyone's really been pushing for to get, so we'll have to see who ultimately we get. I know the uh, outside of Nintendo, the big push has always been for like Sora from Kingdom Hearts to get in. I don't think we will see Sora as the final character um, unless they decide they're just going to do another Fighters Pass. Which at this point, I don't know why you wouldn't. Uh, it's clearly making a lot of money. Everyone's really excited for it, but is what it is. They're probably working on the next Smash Brothers already for whatever the next Switch is. As they did say, this is the five, we're, we're entering the fifth year of the Switch and Nintendo has pre- has been pretty historically known for keeping a video game console for around five to six years and, and then moving off. So we'll, we'll certainly see. Okay, after that, we are getting the Life is Strange games uh, coming to the Switch. Life is Strange is one of those sort of interactive story kind of a a games think like the telltale series or uh heavy rain something like that they won a bunch of awards um i did not really play them i know they're square enix i think is ultimately who makes them but they won a bunch of awards they're they're good i've just myself have never never played it Uh, Then we moved over to the upcoming Guardians of the Galaxy game, which in my notes I have a god no, and that's only because the Square Enix press conference for E3, they spent about the first 20 minutes of the entire thing showing off this Guardians of the Galaxy game, which is in line with that Marvel Avengers game that came out. A little bit ago that was kind of met with mixed reviews and so it was just because we had seen so much of it at the Square Enix thing Um, and I think it's a cloud version that's coming to Switch so it's not even you know I don't even know how well those work Um, so I mean the game itself it looks cool I doubt I'll ever play it Um, not that I'm not a fan of that that franchise but just myself that's just not mm, nothing I'm particularly interested in Um, then we started seeing a couple other things. We saw Worms Rumble. I wrote down cool. I don't really have much more to say about that game. Uh, then we saw sort of this RPG side-scrolling RPG called Astra Ascending or Astria Ascending. Uh, it looked kind of interesting. I'll say it kind of reminds me a little bit of like Odin Sphere or Demon's Crown just from the trailer we saw. Um, I think it's coming out next year. So if it is something like that, that's something I'll probably keep my eye out on uh, just to, just to kind of see how that ultimately works. I really really uh, enjoy Demon's Crown, uh, but yeah, if you like Odin's Fear or that Muramasa, uh, I forget what it is, but it was a game for the Wii. I think the PS Vita um, VanillaWare is what it looked like. I don't know that th- I don't think this was VanillaWare who's making it, but just sort of to sort of give you an idea as to what that game is. We saw Two Point Campus, which is coming to Switch. Uh, so if you've ever played the Two Point Hospital game, it's kind of like, I think I think there was, was like a Sim Hospital game back in the day or Sim Theme Park. So one of those, <clears throat> excuse me, one of those things where you're sort of making, um, in Two Point Hospital, you're kind of building this hospital and you're 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 kind of managing it and then you move on to another one and another one and another one. And they're cartoony and fun. So if you've ever played like Roller Coaster Tycoon stuff like that, it's just that type of a game, but it's in uh, a hospital and this is going to be on a college campus. So they're a bunch of fun. Um, I would definitely, if you can find it on a sale or whatever, I would check it out. Um, After that, we saw uh, the 20th anniversary uh, and we are getting a collection of super monkey ball games. So super monkey ball games, they are a ton of fun. I got to say I have played a lot of them in the past and every time it's pretty straightforward gameplay, you are a monkey who is inside of a ball and you sort of have to roll down to goals. But if you've ever played, if you're ever familiar with like old games like Marble Madness or, or things like that, um, that's basically what this game boils down to is you're in a monkey ball, you're in a, or you're a monkey in a ball and you sort of control where you go, the track. Uh, you know, it slopes and stuff like that. And you don't want to fall off the edge. They're definitely, definitely fun for short little bursts. Uh, kind of a different take on a puzzle game. Something like that as uh, a way to think about it. So, um, it's those are they're, they're worth checking out. It's, it's something, again, I'm not going to pay full price on that. But if I can get it on a sale or something like that, yeah, I'll probably pick it up. After that, we uh, started to see some of the bigger... Nintendo franchises. So, a uh, big one that's coming is Mario Party Superstars. So, this was to me like one of the bigger, bigger games. It was immediately outshadowed by the game that came after it. But uh, on the 3DS, they released a game. Uh, it was Mario Party 100, which was 100 mini games. From just the entire Mario Party series. And that's what this is. is It's going to be basically that. Taking all of the old games. And then porting them here to all of the old mini games. Updating them with Switch graphics and everything like that. And making a new Mario Party game. The biggest thing that's coming to this. Is online play and button control. That was by far the biggest disadvantage to Mario Party. um, For the switch is you had to do joy con movement and you weren't able to play it with the switch light because it required gyro controls and motion controls and stuff like that. And so because the switch Lite doesn't have detachable joy cons just really, it just made it sort of not intuitive, not fun. And the lack of online play is just in that game. It, it's just, it's just ridiculous. So this is a huge game uh, to be entirely honest because it's, like really the first good Mario Party game for the Switch, which is awesome because Mario Party is a great franchise. However, it was immediately outshadowed. <laughs> um I would have probably stunned I would have done I would have done Mario Party like second game in, in the thing because it was immediately outshadowed by um, something coming out they they're coming out and saying hey Metroid Prime 4 is still in development. But while you wait here you go, and we saw a, a teaser, and it says Metroid Five, and it's like okay, Metroid Dread is the name of the game, and it's coming this October. It is a 2D full 2D Metroid game. Um, the gameplay is everything you've ever, you've you'd expect if you ever played Metroid Fusion, Metroid, Super Metroid, any of those old games. It is a complete 2D metroid game i don't even think it's going to do what metroid other m did where it sort of went between 2d and 3d sort of like first person shooter sections um there wasn't really a ton on it just sort of a a quick little teaser they did some they had a, a nintendo playhouse afterwards where they showed off some more footage and stuff like that but um sam there's going to be stealth sections in it right where you um it In a way, like think almost like an alien isolation where it seems like there's something that's hunting Samus throughout this. And so you're going to have to sort of do some sections where you have to run away or sort of hide, which is going to be cool and add some new uh, dynamics. They talked a little bit about the counter mechanic that was introduced in the remake of Metroid 2 for the Nintendo 3DS. And they said they've they sort of up, updated that, made that a little bit better. So this, for me, is an absolute day one purchase, 100%. I love Metroid games. I love the old um, 2D ones. I actually was a fan of Metroid Other M, which I, I think a lot of people were not. Um, but if you've ever played Metroid Fusion, anything like that, this is going to be great. And it's it's huge. It's that we're getting another Metroid game. We thought we were just going to wait around and around and around for Metroid Prime 4. But we're getting Metroid 5, which, you know, the Metroid Prime series falls into the timeline. But, I mean, Metroid 5 will probably be the the last, not like the final game, but it will be the most current in the story. I mean, it will take place at the end of the story, is my guess, after Metroid Fusion and Other M and everything. So, um, huge. That was by far probably the biggest announcement in the Nintendo direct of anything anything new that we didn't know um, was coming so um okay after that they did a little bit of third party stuff you know they showed like another just Dan- Jan- just dance game which they get every year. Uh, Then this was kind of cool. We saw Cruisin' Blast. So if you remember the old Cruisin' USA, Cruisin' World games, Um, and I guess this has actually been in arcades for a couple of years, but it is getting a Switch port. I believe there will actually even be uh, physical copies of it as well, just sort of a fun 3D, you know, fun sort of racing game right Uh, arcade style racing game with turbos and everything like that so um I think that's coming out later this year that's what I'm going to keep my eye on don't know if I'll pick it up but um definitely keep my eye on it then we saw Dragon Ball Z Kakarot which was a game that came out last year or actually maybe I think it maybe came out like November of 2019 because COVID kind of set everything back Um, and it was awesome. I played it on PC. I just didn't spend as much time with it. And I remember them saying back then, hey, there might be a switch port. Um, and so I spent a lot of time. I I spent some time. Let me, let me rephrase that with this game back then. And it's sort of a 3d open world Dragon Ball Z game. Uh, I enjoyed it. I very much enjoyed it, but as it's on the PC, I just didn't, I didn't play it as much because I'm kind of, I played the switch a lot in handheld mode. So um, I probably will be picking this up on Switch because I enjoyed it there and I can play it on Switch, you know, on my couch, or, you know, on the road for traveling, whatever, whatever, wherever you want, which is a big advantage for me. And I've said this before that I'm fine with games not looking as good if I can play them on Switch just because of the portability of it to be able to play a lot of these big triple, you know, triple A third party games on wherever I want, even though the graphics aren't as good. It's it's so. Um, yeah, I'll probably be picking that up. That's coming out September twenty fourth. Uh, then they showed a little bit more sort of footage of Mario Golf, which is coming out uh, here shortly. Again, I said probably. I said looks fun, but probably won't get. Is the way same way I felt about Mario Tennis. Is uh, I, I remember when that was coming out, I was like, oh, I'm really excited about that. But the more I think about it, the more I think. That, like I would play it for a bit, but it wouldn't be something that I would be playing consistently. Um, so that's kind of where this falls in with me is because I know that you know, there's another big game coming out, which we'll get to uh, here shortly, and that will eat up my time. So, um, But I do think that there, there looks to be a lot more in this than like the Mario Tennis, just the different modes and, and things you can do. Um, so if I were to get a Mario sports game, Mario Golf would probably be it. Um, We saw some Monster Hunter Stories 2, which have been showing a lot of story trailers for this. And this was one of the first times we actually seen some gameplay footage. Um, Now, we did just get Monster Hunter Rise or or, um, earlier this year, which everybody really loved. This sort of goes in a different direction, a little more anime style, um, cell shaded graphics, stuff like that. It looks great. I've never really played any of the Monster Hunter games. Um, so I don't know that I'll dive into this, but it looks fun. Um, and but I guess the real question will be, is it better than Monster Hunter Rise? Since it just came out, you know, which is which which one are you gonna spend your time with? Uh we got we are getting a new WarioWare game, which is cool. The WarioWare games are a bunch of to even call them mini-games is doing it a disservice. It is far more micro-games, I would say, is is the way to describe it. Um, you play literally like a few seconds sometimes of a mini-game, and then you just move on after that. Um, it's definitely cool. It's definitely a specific crowd that it appeals to. Um, Any time I've ever played one, I've had fun with it. I've never really spent enough time in it to sort of think that this is something I want to pick up. But um, it's definitely a franchise that, you know, a lot of people are fans of. And that's one of the cool things we're seeing in this direct is or this E3 Nintendo direct is that Nintendo is pumping out a lot of games that people have been asking for for a while, sort of getting to that backlog of not just their big and major stuff, but a lot of the other franchises they've built up over the years that people have been asking for. So pretty cool. Uh, we saw some Shin Megami Tensei 5 footage. Again, uh, this franchise is one that is very beloved. A lot of people are very, very, very into this. I gotta say, it looked really, really cool. It looks really, really good um, coming out on Switch, and I know it'll sell very, very well. And actually, to me, looks like this might. I think this game and sort of how you know, like Shin Megami Tensei 4 was on the 3DS. Um, so with this being on the switch, I think this is going to be a big deal for that franchise. I think it's going to bring a lot more people on. Um, we saw some dragon Rampa. I don't even know what to say about it because I just i'm so unfamiliar with it i literally put yeah whatever in the trailer again i think a lot of this stuff has to do with sort of the emotional way of your writing as you're watching this direct for the first time in your 3 and you're waiting for obviously the big th- reveal which is breath of the wild 2 which we will we will get to but so you're kind of then it's like well i just saw um you know new metroid is really the only thing on my mind uh coming up coming up to this point so like anything that's not something bigger or better or just as cool is gonna be like yeah whatever um, we're getting uh, the Fatal Frame. I believe it's Dark Water or or Black or something. Fatal for, it's it's the Fatal it's the Fatal Frame game that was on the Wii U and it's coming to uh, the Switch, which again is cool. It's if you've never played a Fatal Frame game, think you know that sort of it's Nintendo's version of survival horror. Um, you do it with like pictures and there's ghosts and and, and stuff like that, and so it's it is a, it is a cool underrated franchise um then they showed us another sort of just quick little uh reel of some more third-party stuff uh, and some dlc stuff so doom eternal um which again is awesome and the fact that both those doom games even like play on the switch is just insane in the first place um so they were just showing off some dlc uh again it's one of these things where it, this one i think for me is the opposite where. This is one of those games I could play on the Switch, but because I know I have a gaming PC that can run it really well, and I want it to look as gorgeous as possible, I would wait to play it on, on on PC. But uh, the Switch ports are not just like sort of they're like dedicated good, good, good ports of it. All the reviews of the first one is really good. Um, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater One and Two, which I have on PC. And is absolutely phenomenal. They are amazing remakes. It is coming out on Switch. This is one I probably will pick up, um, just because of it's great for short little short little sessions. I'll check out the reviews first, just to see how it runs on the Switch. But I imagine it will run fine um, on the Switch. And this might be one I pick up just because I can play it on the Switch. Um, we saw something called Strange Brigade, which was coming out on Switch that day it was a sort of third person co-op maybe multiplayer action shooter game um I haven't dived more into it but it it looked interesting uh then we got Mario Rabbids Sparks of Hope now this was revealed at the Ubisoft E3 and it looks awesome it looks tons of fun everything from the first game that sort of Mario Rabbids which is basically it's like a turn it's if you've ever played XCOM, you would know what wheelhouse you're in, but it is this third um, – I guess, yeah, it's third person. It is a – a—it's the best way to describe this? It is a tactical strategy kind of a game, like shooter game, uh, where you can use cover and things like that. It's a very very interesting game and it uses the Rabbids franchise which is Ubisoft's franchise. Um, but they really do a good job with this. I mean there's it's a, it's a it's a it's not like Mario or anything feels out of place. They've really crafted this world well together. And this game looks like it took everything from the first game and it's just making it that much bigger and better. I have the first one. I've played it. There's some cool Donkey Kongs DLC at the end of it. And it's just a very interesting sort of idea and unique and I think it can, um and yeah, unique idea that came that came together very, very well. And I probably will pick this one up again. Some of these that I'll be picking up will be like when they're on sale, like a year from now or something. And you can get the first game on the eShop on sale all the time. I think because it's Ubisoft rather than Nintendo, who normally keeps their games at fifty dollars. You can find this you can find the first one on Amazon a lot for like fifteen bucks. And so if you're looking for something new and cool, that's a new cool Mario game that you've never Never played or something like that for the kids, or or just something you want to try that's a, a different take on Mario. I I recommend it. Okay, then they said, "Hey, we're going to sh- speaking." while well, we're already in the tactical, you know, strategy kind of a game we are remastering advanced wars and my notes just say omfg yes day one purchase cannot wait december 3rd here we go so the advanced wars games are a nintendo it's a nintendo property they were on the game boy advance and the ds and it's and it is just a tactical sort of war game with these very cool cartoon comic uh style graphics and it's just it's just done very 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 well there's a new game that's out uh, or not new game uh, i came out like a year ago called war groove it's very very similar to that these games are phenomenal people have been asking for these for some a new advanced wars games for like over a decade and that's what we're getting and it's sort of a remastered version of those so it's it's not it isn't a new advance wars games it's going to be both advance wars 1 and 2 but it's going to be absolutely awesome and i hope it does really really well so that it can sort of breathe some life into this it's kind of been the case with Fire Emblem. Is that Fire Emblem was not very big, and then they added Martha and Roy to Smash, and people were like, "Hey, who is this?" And then they put out some Fire Emblem games. The next thing you know, Fire Emblem's a huge franchise for Nintendo in North America. I think this could be the same for Advanced Wars. Okay, moving on to the last little bit. We got some Zelda news. The uh, Hyrule Warriors expansion coming out. Uh, just some pretty cool stuff there. Looks like Zelda is going to be able to use Link's motorcycle. And just some new weapons and armor and stuff like that. And it was immediately overshadowed. uh, Because one, it was like a minute worth of footage. Then we saw Skyward Sword HD. And they started talking about the 35th anniversary of The Legend of Zelda. So Skyward Sword HD, we've already seen quite a bit of it. And it's just a port of Skyward Sword from the Wii to the Switch. You're going to be able to... Play it with motion controls like you did on the Wii or you can use it in handheld mode or with a controller where instead of using obviously you're using motion controls like you would do to swing the sword. You can do like up and down and left and right with the right analog stick, which is definitely the way I'll be playing it. So that's coming out later in July and it looks just as good. And I think it's going to be cool for a lot of people to get Skyward Sword and play it for the first time. I think it's going to be odd for a lot of people who are playing Breath who are going from Breath of the Wild to playing any Zelda game because Breath of the Wild plays so different than the rest of Zelda games um, where you you know in Breath of the Wild you have like a dedicated jump button you don't have that in just about any of the other Zelda games you sort of have to run to a certain point on like a ledge and then you will jump and you know so a lot of those a lot of the mechanics that are not Breath of the Wild are in Skyward Sword, and I think Skyward Sword is going to be really, really cool for people to play for the first time. So then we also saw a Legend of Zelda Game & Watch coming for the 35th anniversary like we did with the Mario anniversary. Although this one is way better. The Mario one just had the original Super Mario Brothers on it. This has the Legend of Zelda 1, the Legend of Zelda 2, Link's Adventure, and Link's Awakening from the Game Boy are all going to be on this little Game & Watch. So that is super, super cool. Um, I did not get the Mario one and I really have no desire to get it. I don't know that I would get this only because I have a few little devices that play a bunch of ROMs and things like that. So I have access to that, uh, for the Zelda one, but it is certainly tempting just because of how cool it is that it's like a dedicated little thing and it may be a collector's item down the road, but, uh, outside of that, it serves as a clock, which is, which is kind of cool. I might just get it just to be a clock. Um, But yeah, because they have Zelda one, two and links awakening, that is really, really cool and really like interesting for a purchase. After that, we finished with a breath of the wild Two trailer. And I have done multiple uh, trailer breakdowns on my YouTube channel. So I will not spend a ton of time going into that, but it's incredibly interesting. It seems like we are returning back to the skies in the game. And it seems like the link we see in that might be the the ancient hero that we saw in sort of the Calamity Ganon story told to us by Impa in Breath of the Wild. So it looks awesome. Uh, then they said 2022. At first, I was thinking maybe March. But the more I think about it, the more I think it's going to be holiday 2022, especially if we do see some sort of Switch Pro, which was not announced in this E3, which everyone's been saying is going to be the case for the past, like, five E3s. But I think it's more likely we get one next year, especially given the timetable on the Switch that it has been out for about five years. Nintendo normally does some sort of upgrade. It will have been then, I think, three years since the Switch Lite, so... If we do get a Switch Pro, it's it's prob it's likely that this a Switch Pro or something is next year, and so I could see that being sort of its big game. Now, a few things we didn't get, and this is another reason I think that that Zelda game is probably holiday of next year. Um, they didn't show any Pokemon, which is interesting, especially because in the past, um. Uh, You know, past few directs, we've gotten some huge Pokemon news coming with Pokemon that RCS game, um, which sort of looks like a Breath of the Wild Pokemon game and Pokemon Diamond and Pearl. And we know that those are coming out this holiday season. So it's probably like Nintendo will just do a dedicated Pokemon direct. They also have another game that was announced after E3 called Pokemon Unite, which is going to be sort of a mobile um. Switch game, uh, a mobile game and a Switch game uh, like Pokemon Quest was a few years ago. And I played the holy hell out of Pokemon Quest. So um, that is going to be awesome. And I'll definitely, definitely be diving into that as well. So um, overall, it was great. Uh, Nintendo totally won E3. Um, not that it was really a competition that much this year. Um, I would say that Nint- uh, Microsoft pro- was probably second, if not first. You know, I think in a lot of people's eyes first, just because they're maybe not Nintendo fans. But yeah, overall, I think Nintendo totally won, totally, totally won E3. And they did it really with Metroid because that was like the new big game. So... Uh, yeah, guys, I just wanted to do a sort of a quick rundown here, um, and I might be doing another sort of bigger breakdown with uh, somebody. Uh, I get bringing somebody else on the podcast, but I just wanted to get this up, especially since it's sort of in everyone's uh, minds right now. So just something kind of informal, quick and uh, to the point. So as always, guys, I want to thank you for listening. Uh, a quick sort of show update. So for those of you guys um, who do want to support the show, you can do so over on Patreon and apple podcast now has updated their service to where you can subscribe to uh shows and at sort of a, a set price just like you do on patreon but i think it makes it a lot easier since the majority of people listen on apple Podcasts anyway so i am already pulling over some of the patreon content i have to where you can get access to that on apple podcasts as well uh, outside of that guys i want to thank you for listening. Remember, you can find me anywhere on the internet at Super Gains Bros, and we will see you next time.